0: Welcome to Oralphonic, a podcast about Podfic. This month's topic is posting tips, and your hosts are... Jody Jenna Pod. And Padica.
1: Hello.
2: Hello.
0: I guess we're going to start off with some news, which there's not much going on, it seems these days, except mm-hmm. as many of you know, the Audiofic Archive has been down for a little while, since April, I believe. So recently they did make a post that the AudioFic archives back up that you can see the Mm -hmm. entries, but most of the links are still down while they're trying to get it from their backups. Um, So there's been some information posted to Amplificathon, which we'll link to, but unfortunately there hasn't been any sort of timeline given for when these files will be back online.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like they have some backups that they're going to try. They don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, And in the meantime... We should probably just wait and see. I mean, down the line, if things aren't found, obviously crowdsourcing is a possibility. Hopefully this will end well and we'll be able to get a lot of thick back. It definitely it looks a little doesn't. scary at I the moment. I think it's taught people to back their work off other places. Yeah. That's for sure. I think I tend to just keep my stuff on my own hard drives as well, but I know a lot of people don't. I know, Dodie, you're missing a lot. But it's certainly going forward. It's one of those lessons in having multiple copies in different yeah. places.
0: Yeah,
1: because it's sad to lose your back catalog like that. I mean, that's it's a lot, lot of time and effort put in. So
2: I think if I had any advice to the Amplificathon people, maybe do like a sticky post. I don't actually follow Amplificathon, so whenever I want to go and check if there's been an update, I have to scroll through like a page
1: yeah. or
2: post before
1: I can find if there's been any information. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me because I, the only reason I was kind of aware of all this is because Padaqa is really good at paying attention to things <laughs> and she tweets and everything. Yeah. So I cheat and use her as my news source.
0: The other thing that made this one confusing is like, I don't know if anyone else does this, but you can go and specify when you go to a community to only show the post by a specific user. I don't know if anyone else does that, but I do it all the time. But there's been like three, at least three different accounts that have provided updates on this, so it's not even, and they don't have like a tag about it either. So it's it would be great if it was a little bit easier to see that information because there's a lot of anxious people these days trying to figure out if their Podfic is lost.
1: I'm just thinking positively. Hopefully, it will will all work out. But right now, it's a little bit up in the air, and that's stressful for everyone. So.
2: Just you know, communication is key. I said I said that during a o three episode as well. Like, yeah, people will worry less if they know what's going on.
0: Yeah, and sometimes what you think is like really obvious is not obvious to other people. So, yeah, people worry.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Hopefully, next month we'll have an update on this, and then it will all be fine. Fingers crossed. Great. All right, so our first of many talkbacks this month is from Hannah Nabira, who explains to Ignorant Jen and I how to do the cool thing that we said we wanted to know how to do in the app.
4: Uh, here she is. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on last time. I was just listening to the last episode, and I noticed one thing you said was when you add some kind of effect to the track, For example, if you have volume fade in or fade out or music fade in or fade out or when you then move that segment of audio, the effects don't move with it. So for example, if you have music coming in at two minutes into the song and then you realize, no, I'm actually going to add an intro. Now the music needs to start at three minutes into the song. And so you just click and drag the music from two minutes to three minutes well, then all of the fade-in and fade-out effects will stay in place and the music will move. There's a quick way to fix that. You go up to the top to the menu that says Mix, and then there's a little option that says Move Track Automation with Regions. And if that box is checked, then when you move some audio, all of the effects you've applied to it will move with it. And if that box is unchecked, then when you move the audio, the audio will move and any effects you've added will stay in place. So maybe that'll make music and effects and things a little bit easier for you. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Bye.
2: So yes, thank you. And I think Kyle
0: told us how to do it
2: as well um, or said she was going to tell us how to do it. But we're putting in Hannah DeBeer's little cute voice yeah. explaining.
1: There's a later talk like from Kale where she has two different points, one of which is this. So basically it's just a thing that lots of people didn't know how to do and I, I mean knew how to do and we didn't, but thank you guys. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be super helpful to my my editing life. So yeah.
3: Um and KLB had one other great tip. Um the other thing that I use all the time is uh called show alignment guides also under the control menu. Um keyboard shortcut is command shift G, And if you are, for example, lining up, um, let's say you have five little clips in a row and you're trying to drag one of them to a different track because you want to apply an effect to just that clip. Um, if you have show alignment guides turned on, then when you move it down um, to that other track, there will be a yellow line to show you how it lines up with the clips to either side of it and it'll kind of lock into place so it keeps its exact spot um which is really helpful so you don't have to kind of eyeball the relative place
1: so this actually this is also something i'm really excited to try as she said, you know, it depends on your editing style, but I think it's going to fit mine pretty perfectly, so that's good. And one of the things I was complaining about over and over again is my tendency to move too many things around or or lose track of, you know, like lots of different pieces. And I feel like this would be helpful for that. So that's good
0: x Hater also left a comment on our website, which we'll link to, about how you can keep older versions of GarageBand instead of having to deal with the updates if you don't want it. So you can check out that link if you want that information.
1: Yeah. And speaking of old and new GarageBand, of mm-hmm. Just Imagine has kind of a horror story about her transition between the two.
5: <laughs> like I said, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. I loved old Garage Band, and new Garage Band has tried me. <laughs> um here's my story. You can cut it out if you want to. But I have I, somebody has to know my struggles and my pain. Um I got a new laptop about a year or so ago, and at the time I was working on a 127k project. Um, I was about four hours in to, and ended up being about 13 and a half hours. Um, and so when I transferred all of my files over, I was like, great, old garage bands here, new garage bands here, we can do this. This is great. And so I just kept recording everything in old garage band because it was there and it was useful and it worked fine. But then I realized after recording 13 hours worth of podcast, that um something froze or broke when the transfer was made, and I couldn't export anything above a two hour file, so it was it was hours and hours of my life spent fiddling with not uh, different filters and settings, and God knows what in order for me to be able to not error out and export um these files that were um probably about three hours each.
2: I I remember tweeting her as soon as I listened to this talk back and I was like, Oh my God, like this is (laughs) what a nightmare.
1: Will it take me longer to re-record this thing Mm -hmm. or will it take me longer to figure out how to export perfectly? Um, So yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. And I'm wondering if she's now using new garage band happily or if she's still sitting in old because she didn't Mm -hmm. really end on that note.
2: Let us know.
1: Yeah.
2: Next up is Anatsuno, who, among other things, and um, we'll post the full talk back. she talks about how Audacity and GarageBand are not the only horses in the race. And here she
6: is. Except the other thing that I wanted to say is that when we talk of these things, uh, we sort of oppose GarageBand and Audacity or sort of mention GarageBand and Audacity as like the two things that exist, but obviously other things exist, right? And uh, if you look at part fic tutorials for new part figures, very often they explain you can record with this, you can record with that, and then you can edit with this, you can edit with that. There's not only two software, you know, available for editing audio. So I'm using I'm on a Mac, which is why I have GarageBand, and because I was afraid of GarageBand, I went and searched for something else, and I installed Audacity, which exists for the Mac, and I've used it a little bit. And I had a long practice with Audacity because I recorded for a long time in on Windows computer with Audacity. But I found Sound Studio, which is a, a a paid software. That's one of the problems, I guess, is that you have to pay for it. But it's well worth the price to me. It's kind of closer to Audacity and in interface than to uh, GarageBand. So it doesn't have the sort of huge engine, hugely powerful machine feeling and interface that scared me off GarageBand in the first place. And uh, I find it prettier to look at and easier to use than Audacity. It's actually really
0: funny listening to that. The reasons she lists for using Sound Studio instead of Audacity were basically the exact same reasons why I used Nero Wave Editor instead of Audacity for the longest mm-hmm. time. It was just prettier and it was a little bit simpler so I could get everything done.
1: I mean, it's interesting, obviously, for whatever reason, our little swathe of pod pickers is mostly either GarageBand or Audacity. But, you know, there's tons of sound editing programs out there. And certainly if you look into podcasting, you'll see lots of or any kind of audio work when we were doing the episode about paid audio work, I ran across so many people recommending random different programs that I'd never heard of, um, or different mics or things like that, you know, home studio systems. So, you know, there's a lot out there. It's just that we are creatures of habit. And when we find something that's easy, and that we know how to use it, we keep using it, you know.
0: And I mean, I think that was the winner with like Audacity and GarageBand. They're ones that were Free to get if you had access to it. And then that's how all the tutorials started coming out, kind of like how so many pod figures have the blue snowball mic. It's just like it worked well for a couple pod figures. And now that's like the go-to recommendation. But there's no reason why you have to stick to those recommendations,
1: no. And I think I mean, gush, in the case of GarageBand, it's literally on your Mac when you get it. So, <clears throat> For me, it was like, I'll see if I can use this program that already is downloaded, comes with my computer. And then if that doesn't work, I'll go looking for something different. And I didn't need to go looking for something different. So um, she also recorded what I think we'll have to call a talk forward,
2: which I love, Uh, by the way,
1: (laughs) (laughs) where we're uh, we're open to talk forwards in the future, guys, if you, you know, since we do uh, announce our topics for the next week, I mean, next month. Um, So yeah, so she's got some commentary on her uh, posting system for this month's topic, which is posting tips.
0: Now, it's quite a long talk forward, so we're not going to include the whole thing, but you can listen to it all. And she also linked to a um, post that she did on her
6: journal with it kind of written out,
1: which we will link to.
6: I wanted to talk about my process for posting Patvick, which... uh, is a bit ridiculous because I haven't done that in so very long. But I still remember what I used to do and, um, and I have intentions for what I want to do later on when I start potficking again. So here it is. Um, I'm sure my posting process evolved over the years, but I'm going to talk about its most recent state because I can't remember the history there. I eventually because uh I was influenced by all the Excel spreadsheet queens we have in the Potfic fandom uh, namely Bessie Boo and Paraga I um although they're not alone I'm sure I was um inspired to create a spreadsheet to keep track of the Potfic that I make and uh, then another one to keep track of the posting process because I found that extremely complex the way that I was doing it. I'm sure there's much simpler ways of doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it did,
1: it did sound like quite an in-depth process. And
0: I mean, if you only have to do it once and it works from there,
1: what yeah. I am
0: more likely to do is just use the features within Excel because she she would put information in her spreadsheet and then pull that into a posting format. And yeah. what I'm more likely to use is to do is just use what Excel has, and like be like, okay, this is the HTML that needs to appear around these bits of information, and I just use the and feature and the quotation marks mm-hmm. to go and add mm-hmm. it all into a single entry. If yeah, I'm going to I do, do something like well. that, which I don't tend to do for my one to one like the podfix that I post, but I've used that a lot like when like every year for pod together that I've modded it I've always come Mm. up with the posting format that exact way you just make a a spreadsheet of the relevant information um but like if that's if that's what makes it work for you that I think that's a great thing do you guys have spreadsheets for your
1: pod fix yeah (laughs) but you know I have a spreadsheet for everything in life because like I
0: like, you know, and that was just Doty <laughs> snort of disbelief. I know. <laughs> I Jen
1: know, and I will like, be over exactly. here
0: geeking out about spreadsheets. You can go <laughs> lay in the sun. <laughs> I, 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 the only spreadsheet that I have is actually for after my work. Like I keep one of all of the Podfics that I've created, and whether it was like yeah. how long it was, the day that I posted it, the fandom pairing, and if there was like if it was a multi voice project. Yeah. yeah. And that's mostly, like, that's what I turn to when it's like, how many podfics have I done? Ah, here's the number. And I used to be really competitive with myself, like, oh, I I need to do better than I did last year.
1: You would be like, this year I beat my hours created last year by whatever. Yeah. I I mean, I, you know, like, my spreadsheet isn't that complicated. It's just, like, I literally have a spreadsheet for everything in my life. It's just how I operate. So, of course, I have a podfic one. (laughs) Like that's my answer to organization is like, Oh, just make a spreadsheet. Um, but it does have like for a while when I was cross posting to a bunch of places, I had tick marks when I had done different posts or whatever. Now I don't bother with a lot of that. So those sections are kind of moot, but I mean, I don't bother with anything as we all know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm basically a failure at everything, but listening to Podvic and you know, this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a bunch, we, we do want to talk about our personal posting um, methods, but first we had a bunch of questions because we kind of reached out to Twitter. So maybe we should start going through those and just see what we cover. Yep. At the
2: Shmela, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, said, do your hosts have any opinions on posting a multi-chapter podfic as a work in progress versus waiting to post until the whole thing is done? Okay. I'm sure we do have opinions.
1: I, I do. I, okay. I would like to start. I have quite a strong opinion on this because I hate. So do I. <laughs> I will literally not read your story or not listen to your podcast quite often if I see work in progress. Like because I I'm impatient and I'm also a person who reads fast and often. Like if I'm gonna listen to something, I'm gonna listen to it in one fell chunk. You know, like I don't stretch things out. So if it's a work in progress, then I'll do it real fast and then I'll be like, wait a second and then I'll have yeah. to wait however long it is and I'll lose interest and then when I inevitably the next section or the finish is done I gotta re-listen to the whole thing which is fine but it's not my personal preference so I would like people to put it all up at once but I know that is not everybody's deal
2: as, as a listener and as a reader
1: yeah um, yeah, I, I agree
2: I when I'm searching you know, for Hannibal Will Pod, I equal, do complete only yeah, exactly. I take the complete only
1: box. <laughs> yeah.
2: Always. Um, very rarely will I listen or read to anything that's a work in progress and only when I trust that the author or pod picker is somebody that is going to complete it. what they've started. Yeah. Um, as a poster, um, I, yeah, I don't I don't post works in progress. I, I mean, there's no guarantee that I'll, like,
0: <laughs> what if I lose interest?
2: I always okay. finish the
0: whole thing, yeah. So I guess I'll be the dissenter in the ranks because <laughs> I've done both and I am more likely to listen to something that's complete than a work in progress, although I find as a whole PudVic fandom's pretty good at posting things as a done deal instead of posting it as a work in progress. I know that people have posted works in progress
2: as a self-motivator to make sure that they, they get it done, if, especially if it's huge thing and they think it's going to take me two years to do this you know I need to kind of have some kind of feedback in that time otherwise I'm going to lose steam and
0: and that was going to be my one thing like if you have something that's multi-chapter and you post it as a work in progress that is so much better for your ego like I did that (laughs)
6: um
0: I did that for the second uh fic in the Howling Commandos series the Track This Thread and I was actually recording it while the fic was a work in progress. So, like, there'd be a new chapter posted, and then I would record it. Uh, everyone was wrecking Night with Greedy Dancer. And I kept being yeah. like, I'm going to wait till it's done, which it yeah. finally did. And I'm still planning on listening to it. But I'm not <laughs> as into Bandum now as I was then. So yeah, it just, like, kind of missed the boat a bit. But I love Greedy Dancer's reading, so, of course, I'm going to listen yeah. to it anyways. But, yeah, like, I, I think it whether you should do one versus the other. Do whatever you want, really. Like, there's no
2: should. And as always, a disclaimer, anything that we, you know, give opinions on, there are opinions. Like, you know, we're not trying to
0: set a golden rule or golden standard for anything that anyone does. So the next question's from Of Just Imagine, and they said, AO3 tags to use. Also... Also, like, I've never searched for a character tag in my life. Does anyone use it to find Podfic? Which, that addendum made me laugh, because I'm pretty sure that the character tag is, like, the most useless feature on AO3, in my personal yes. opinion.
2: Uh, initially, I thought she meant relationship tag, and I was like, oh, of course, but now that I'm thinking yeah. About-
0: no (laughs) relationship tag super useful character tag super not
1: i looked i i used the scorpius malfoy character tag to look for podfix today
0: possibly it might work slightly better with (laughs) podfix just because like i guess the more (laughs) rare it is the more useful it is but like for the most part if if the character shows up They tend to get tagged half the time. So if you're looking for, like, a fic that is focused on a single character, Mm -hmm. you're just going to get a ton of shit where they, like, have a five-minute appearance.
1: Well, guess what? I searched today. Rose Weasley, pod fic, character tag, zero. (laughs) Scorpius Malfoy, I got, like, six. Uh, Albus Potter, again, there's only, like, six or seven. So, you know, if you're... (laughs) If you're looking for rarer characters and podfake, then I it's take useful. it back,
2: Jen. You're not a specialist in Snowflake. I have to agree with that. If it's
1: if it's the rarer it is, the more useful it is.
2: It is the if it's like the main character. Like if, if it's Derek, you know, Hale, then Pointless. Yeah. Pointless.
0: Well and like not <laughs> even so, if they're like a regular but not part of a pairing. Like so for example, Agents of Shield is one of those shows that actually has a lot of interesting women. Uh And I've gone looking for, like, you know, Melinda May, and I go and put that character tag in, and it's a ton of, like, Clint Coulson or Sky Ward and stuff like that where she just happens to, like, be present because it's a Mm -hmm. team-oriented, like, show. And so I think it has to do a little with, like, how present they are in the popular pairings' lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as with anything, you run into that issue where they may just be background and they may be just be, you know, a by the wayside kind of mention. But I think, I mean, okay, so her question, her main question is, how should she be tagging? And so if you consider the character tag in that way, I would say, particularly if you have a rare character who actually played, like, a decent role in your fic, then that's really useful, um, yes, it's less useful for other characters, but I would still just as a matter of course use it as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always tag for characters too, but it just it's not something that I've ever really successfully found what I actually wanted to read using <laughs> or yeah. listen to So how do you guys tag when you post your
2: podcast? Jen, just try and imagine that you were the type of person that posted podcasts. <laughs>
0: That was harsh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. In this imaginary world, um, yeah. <laughs> I post, um, I would tag PodFic, PodFic and PodFic worked. The, you know, the streaming one, the one that says MP3, the one that says um, MP, uh, MP4, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I use um, those ones too. Just and four A or whatever, you know, whatever. So the, you know, all the basically all the um, kinds of things, the audiobook one, um, and then the uh-huh. light one, the one where it says you know Podfic work zero to ten or ten to twenty or whatever. Yes. Yeah, um, and then the main pairing and any secondary pairing that I think is a legitimate one. Um, I don't like that. You know, I don't like to trap people into. Yeah. Finding a pick through a fic through or pod fic through pairing something that's mean, um, and then main characters. And then I would try to think of a couple, um, you know, main topics or anything that's important about the story itself. A lot of times I'll look and see what the author tagged, you know. Yeah,
0: I, I was gonna say yeah, that I generally dreadn- th- cheat and copy the author's tags. Occasionally yeah. I haven't agreed with them. Sometimes yeah. if they're like really talky ones, like Tumblr style tags, I won't Do copy the them over. And sometimes, like, especially, like, so I was talking earlier about my um, Don't Look Too Closely All of the Angles Are Oblique series that I'm recording, and it Mm. is a really kinky story. It's it's about Steve and Tony negotiating a, a kinky relationship, and I have done kinky podfics before, and I know that... Extensive tagging really helps with the popularity of it. So yeah. the author <laughs> didn't tag that many kinks on it. I have added like all of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's useful to think about what tags you use. So obviously everybody uses the pairing tags, and in in case of looking for Podfic, you want to use all those different Podfic related tags because you don't because people search different ways for Podfic. Like there is no mainstream accepted one way to you know as we found when 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 we've done our fandom specific episodes and then in addition to that you've got to think about special interests like kink things which is definitely stuff people search for or tropes like i if it's a pretend boyfriend i would definitely um tag that or if it's a fake relationship or you know all those kind of things because those are things i personally look for or college au's or high school au's you know so that's important because those are tags that I use commonly. I'm also
0: someone who believes fairly strongly in warnings. And like, I don't, I don't want to judge people who don't, but my personal stance is my works will be warned for. So if like the author didn't put warnings in and I feel that they're there, I will definitely add it in myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you don't have to like tags and warnings and things like that are not owned by the author. So you, you know, you can do whatever you want, um, you are tagging your own work. So obviously, if you want to use theirs as a template, that's one thing, just as a helper thing. But you can ignore all of theirs and do your own, or you can do it exactly the same, or, you know, there's no rule there.
0: I will throw in, like, one thing that kind of annoys me, um, the how people will use the podfic and podfic works tag. Um, I personally would prefer that people just use the PodFic tag. The PodFic tag is wrangled to that one, so it'll still show in that one. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that only use PodFic and podfic works. which was something that we had actually asked at AO3 about a while back, and this kind of was the weird result of it, where people were tagging fix with the PodFic tag. And we're like, that's not super great because then when when you go and search for the podfic tag, you're getting entries and especially if you wanna search by like kudos or hits or whatever, those thick yeah. ones always rise to the top and you have to page through to get to the actual podfic one. So we wanted something that could be separate with like the podfic available tag and the podfic tag. And then they were getting wrangled to the podfic and podfic works tag. But if people use only the podfic and podfic works tag, it means that I have to use that. And I still have the same issue of like getting all these fixes in there when I just want the podfics.
2: Um, My my pet wish, it's not a pet peeve is that more people use the podfic length tag. Yeah. I, I it really, really does make a difference about whether or not I click into your podcast. If I'm searching for, um, you know, Harold Finch, John Reese podfics, and a bunch come up, but I'm looking for something to listen to on the way to work, I know what time I want. So if you don't have a time listed, I'm probably not going to click in there and
0: kind of investigate. Also, unlike as a listener, um, I used to listen a to ton at work and now I don't really because my job changed. But sometimes I do, I'll, like, and I don't know in advance, I'll just be like, oh, today I have a task that I can listen to Podfic at while I'm doing it. So I tend to go on AO3 and go by the streaming tag. And yeah. there's a lot of people that have streaming that do not use that tag. And so I'll, like, some days I search just by that tag. Sometimes I'll, I'll not search by it and take my chances, but um, it would be useful if more people used it. <clears throat>
2: Well, that's, that's the point. I think that's the advice I would give. Think about the different things about your work that would attract a customer, or a customer, a listener. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, and just, the like, pairing, there's not the trope, really much harm key, in the, length,
2: the, the, you know, audio format. Like, those are things that people are going to be looking for.
0: And there really isn't sure much they, harm in over-tagging. Like, you know, if there's, like, five tags that fit and you're not sure if it's worth it, add them on anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the next question is from at Keeper of Seeds. And they say, cross-posting, yay or nay? I know I find most podfics via AO3 and the archive, but are places like LJ or Dreamwith, etc., worth posting to as well? Anyone? I I Off- mean, display.
0: I feel like AO3 and... Tumblr are probably where you're going to find the most people. I do still track co- communities on live journals, so I find a lot of podfic... Well, no, I don't necessarily even find podfic that way. I see podfic that way, um, but I think I'm far more rare than average on that. I would say probably the bigger thing that can be important with cross-posting, and this right. isn't even at all what they meant, is hosting it in more than one place in case the hosting goes down like people yeah. have experienced with the audio archive being down
1: yeah and but i mean the thing is like i don't really tend to cross post that much anymore but i used to and when i did i still used the same link for all my different places yeah, so it wasn't same. like i was you know it wasn't like it was a situation where that meant i had copies uploaded in different sections it just meant i put the same post on lj on dream and you know, I had my LJMD dream with, they're like hooked up. So if you post on one, it links to the other, you know, that kind of stuff. And if this
0: was five years ago, my uh, answer would be incredibly different because I always posted to my journal. I always posted to Amplificathon. I often posted to like other podfic communities like Podfic Bingo. I would post to like the pod, like the fandom specific comms because that's how there's a lot of people.
6: there
0: There was no central
2: place. Like we had to do that if we wanted to get an audience.
0: Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of people... Well, no, you had to post to six different places. Yeah, yeah and, and, I and think there's a the lot of people thing. that just didn't know about PodFix, so your post to the the fandom community announcement board place is the first time they hear about it.
1: Yeah, whereas now, really, people are going to look for it at NAO3, they're going to look for it on either Amplificathon or, or the Audiofic Archive, and then... You know, maybe Tumblr or something.
0: And actually, if you're posting in a semi semi popular fandom anyways, it's gonna go on Tumblr because there's a lot of R S feeds from AO three that right. post to Tumblr. Like when I was for that short brief time when I was trying to run like kind of like the PodVic Twitter on Tumblr, a mm-hmm. lot of what I was retweeting was just feeds that pulled from AO3 and like sometimes there'd be like multiple different feeds that would pull the same information so
1: yeah that's good though because you know I don't do Tumblr
0: yeah and I tried posting to Tumblr like my own Tumblr a couple times I didn't find I got much traction so I mm -hmm. and I don't use Tumblr anymore these days so I stopped I think there's other people that have been much more successful at it so Greedy Dancer asked, what are people thinking slash doing in terms of posting multiple versions of a podfic, i.e. music, effects, or even remastered?
2: I saw a lot
0: of this like years ago, but I don't see it as much anymore. Yeah, there yeah. was like a conversation that happened in podfic meta about accessibility and a couple people who, who put music in their podfic just started making two versions. The only two versions I generally have is mb3 versus m4b Mm. I I mean I rarely add music to my podfic anyways and I don't overlay it generally over the talking so which was a big one of the points that people were making as an accessibility point so I never felt the need to make more than one version. I don't feel
2: strongly either way about this one. I do, I, like I said, I don't see it as often anymore, so it doesn't seem to be such a big thing. Yeah. Um, I, will, any-
0: I will say, like, one of the the, the last things she mentioned was remastered, and that is something that I've contemplated doing for some of my older stuff, and I kind of believe in in leaving the originals behind. So if I ever did go back and fiddle with them, I would leave both.
3: Mm, Unless it was,
1: yeah, okay. like,
0: I literally, like, left a repeated line in. Like, I wouldn't leave that up, necessarily. <laughs> but if I was, like, oh, I'm going to, like, fix the background noise and, and do all that yeah. stuff, I would leave both of them up and be, like, you probably want this one, but if you like the buzzing, here's the old version.
1: <laughs> I like that, because as we've talked about previously, sometimes you imprint on a certain version of something and the sounds within it, like the cats walking or the background Mm -hmm. noises become part of that story for you. So, you know, there might be people who are attached to, to a certain version. Um, And I don't know, I I feel for like the historical record of it. I also like the idea
0: of like showing that people improve over time. And if you go and fix all of your old stuff to make it good again, to make it what you consider good now it, it can be a little bit more intimidating for new people starting when they can like listen to like oh listen to how great this potfick is and then they go and listen to one of your earlier ones where there's like all this background noise and you're not as emotional or whatever and they can be like look at how much better she's gotten I know I've enjoyed seeing that in other potfickers I would hate to deny it for anyone who was listening to my stuff
2: but it is funny, like, I know I got a comment once on one of my first podfics saying, oh, you know, there's, there's a bit of background noise, and I had to be like, well, that was seven years ago, hopefully I have improved since then."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that, like, this is kind of off topic, but, like, useful feedback for podfickers, like, to a certain extent, if you're a fic writer, and someone's like, hey, here's a typo, hey, here's, like, a grammatical error it's pretty easy to go back and fix but if someone mm-hmm. says that about a podfic it's like even if it is just like a repeated line like pulling it into your editing thing mm-hmm. cutting it out re-putting it all together fixing all the uploads like even that just makes me feel exhausted and that's not yeah. even that much work but and I know people that Even when it is like, hey, you have a typo here, they're like, eh, live with it. So I feel like kind of okay saying, eh, live with it for any of my old stuff, too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I
2: never never bother telling people when there's repeated lines
0: or anything. Yeah, I mean, most of the time I assume that they either know about it and didn't care, or... No, actually, I just assume they know about it and didn't care. (laughs) I assume that they don't know
2: about it, but wouldn't care if they
1: did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think I go for that one. Okay, so the second half of Greedy Dancers says, or even chaptered works in progress that have a master file. Do you do chapters, series, remove the old version? How to make it clear?
0: That one I actually, like, so... I will often have, like, the individual ones for the streaming links because that's what I'll use the MP3 for And if it's, like, a series that has, like, individual stories, I'll give you a chance to download each story if that's what you want. But, like, when I was doing Track This Thread that was a work in progress, I actually, like, I didn't want to host, like, a zip file with, like, one extra chapter each time, so I would replace that file. But I would, like, re-upload it each and every chapter update so that on the front page, there was a single download that you could get to get everything, and then an individual download in case you had been following the work in progress, and I just left those up, but, like, I hate downloading five files when I want to listen to a single pod so (laughs) as someone who's a lazy downloader, I try and provide that laziness for my listeners.
1: Yeah, as yeah. a listener, I prefer if it's if it's all in on one and also just for like the neatness on my iPhone and things like that. Like I I like it when people do, you know, bundle it into an audio thick, you know, use audio fic builder or whatever and make it chaptered. One download, nice and neat. Yeah,
0: I much prefer that too.
2: Whenever I did any chaptered works, um I would always do like an MP3 for each chapter. And then Sibyl would come along at the end and bundle
0: them all up in an M4B.
2: Yeah. So,
0: and yeah. what I will say that, like, before I switched to listening to M4Bs, when I was downloading MP3s all the time, I did mm-hmm. appreciate when the file size didn't get too long. Because, like, sometimes you'd get like a six hour MP3 file. And if something happened and I hit stop by accident, MP3s, at least I was just listening on Windows Media Player, which is not overly sophisticated, I would lose my spot. And then Mm. trying to, like, scrub your way to where was it in this, like, (laughs) six-hour file would get a little hard. So I appreciated when, like, MP3s were an hour or less, but, um, and that's but I prefer to have a single download. So even now, what I'll do is I'll have it in chapters and then I zip the files all together and you can unzip it when you finish downloading it.
2: Lattice Frames asks, what's in your posting template? How much is coded on an individual post basis versus being boilerplate? What steps do you take before
0: getting ready to post? I used to have a posting template. Now, what I tend to do is, whenever I'm ready to post a new podfic, I go to like the last post that I made, copy and mm-hmm. paste the and text, yeah. and then put the new information in.
1: That's what I do. That's what I do for Allphonic as well. I just put the last one side by side.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, because That's... it's easier. And I mean, but I've been i using one of those skins by. Yes, Rose. Yes, Rose. I guess, yeah. Um, for like the last few, and I keep meaning to like go back through <laughs> my not very many old Patrick and put the skin on those too, so they all look pretty and match. But I haven't done it.
0: I yeah. like never figured out skins. Like I kind of thought about it, and now as someone who like since my migraine started, I switched the skin that I use as my default on AO three. A lot mm-hmm. of those look horrible now. Wow. So I'm I'm never gonna go and do that again. Like <laughs> they just the colors just come out really because I have I changed it so I have a dark background and light text because oh. the light was bothering me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah seems, I, don't, like, I don't I don't use any off. of those fancy skins. I just post it as is with my cover art and whatever. It's and pretty oh, basic.
1: Wait, wait. What? If you-
2: migraines.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really love it. It looks so pretty and professional. And I used to use like, my the one I'm using is just like gray with black writing, but it's all in like, little curvy bits that I like. But um, also, to me, it's no different than what I was doing before. Either way, I'm just using a bunch of code that I didn't write, you know, like if that really makes sense. Like yeah. even before, I had I had worked it out and I was just copying it from one to one. So this is the same thing.
0: I find it easier just to copy and paste. And also, we're not cross-posting in as many places these days. That and, hard. like, I am forever grateful that we're moving away from, like, for all that I loved a lot about LiveJournal, how, like, so many different communities would have different posting <laughs> templates, <laughs> and you had to file mm-hmm. follow the different rules, I am not yeah. sad to be away from that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was killing a, like pod hung on to live journal and dream with a lot longer than yeah. other parts of fandom did. And there's still like, you know, pod together still happens there. Podfic bingo's still going mm-hmm. on there. Like Amplificathon still is happening. Um, but the cross posting was killing a lot of pod figures. They're just like, I don't care. I just yeah. like I, I don't want to put the effort into cross posting. So, you know, that's that's fine we'll just post to these few places and we're good and it doesn't need to be complicated
1: um okay so uh, the next question is from anatsuno although she did kind of touch upon it in her talk forward she says do people have a posting process a checklist or what have you what is it like i have a spreadsheet
0: yeah so we did kind of talk about it before i will One thing that I did remember, and I don't think I mentioned it before, is, like, I know some people who have a big list of, like, things that they want to podfic, they might put that in a spreadsheet and they'll be like, oh, this author has blanket permission, so that when they do find, like, a moment to record, it's all neatly there in a a spreadsheet. I don't use a spreadsheet for that. I I will bookmark as a possible podfic. Then. but um so that's what I use in place of it and I keep all of like my podfic files mostly in the same place so I don't feel the need to keep a spreadsheet on what's still a work in progress yeah especially since I tend to only have like one major project going at a time so I don't loo- like sometimes I'll have other things recorded that I basically I'm never gonna finish so <laughs> I like if I do one day decide to finish it it's a bonus but it's probably not going to happen at this
1: rate. Yeah. Yeah. I have bookmarks and actually the place where I tend to put things that are possible podfics are, is in my Kindle. I have a folder um, that's tagged that because I'm always reading something. That's where I read like, you know, 95% of fic. Um, And so if I read something and I like it, I just stick it in that folder.
0: The next one's about skins from... Duende Verde. I'm probably not saying that name correctly.
1: We have kind of already answered that.
0: Yeah, so I think we can move on to what uh UNF sent in, which is streaming versus downloading, mp3 versus audiobook versus others, thoughts on works posted as gift to writer or writer as co-creator slash inspired by. That is a lot of questions in a single tweet. I am impressed, UANF.
1: <laughs> okay, so stream Never underestimate <laughs> UA. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So stream- start versus
0: start
1: downloading. Yeah. That's the first one.
0: Yeah. I will if basically it's under 10 minutes,
2: I will sit there and listen to it. Stream. If it's anything longer, I'll download and listen out. Agreed.
1: agreed and agreed, yeah. yeah.
0: I basically download everything unless I'm not on the proper computer. Um, Though again, with my library kind of in flux right now, I have started streaming a little bit more, but for the most part, I I am a hoarder, and I want all of the perfect <laughs> files. I don't care if it's 30 <laughs> seconds long, I'll still download
3: it. Mm, I don't, I yeah.
1: Be critical,
2: because I, I, like I said, I, I'll listen to something on 10 minutes by streaming, but... I haven't got
0: any streaming on any of my podfics,
1: <laughs>
0: and I say that I down da- I choose downloading. But like, like I said, if I know I have it downloaded somewhere else and it's not mm. conveniently within reach, I'll stream it. So, like I yeah. said, right now my library, my iTunes library, is in flux. So half the time, if it's not on my iPod, I just go and stream it instead.
1: But a lot of times, I you know whether I can listen to something at work is very dependent on what's going on that day. Um, And usually I only can listen to something if I'm working on a, a, you know, a project and I'm deep in it and I'm just sitting at the computer doing whatever it is. I don't have client meetings or I don't have, you know, maybe it's something that I can listen to a story and still concentrate on the thing, which isn't all of my work, you know? Um, So in that case, usually I'm not necessarily prepared or if I don't have, I don't you know, I don't feel like if I want to listen to something new. So in that case I often will just stream something even yeah. if it is longer. So, and that's you know I'll just go looking for tags super quick on my iPhone and I'll just pick something and stream it, you know. And
0: that's totally what I'm doing at work these days too. So I agree like I I like having both options. I generally will choose to download in the long run, but I'll yeah. for sure stream a lot of times too.
1: I like it when people offer both because I think then you give people yeah. options.
0: And I feel like that's my answer for the next question of MP3 versus audiobooks. I don't really have as much of a horse in the race in the others. Like, I know some people put, like, WMAs and whatever. But um, mostly, like, I like having the option of MP3 and audiobooks. One, you can stream MP3s that you can't really stream audiobooks. And for a long time, I was only listening to MP3s. So I really liked having that option and now I mostly would prefer to have M4Bs. So I think it really depends on people's listening situations, which one's better. I, I still think it's relevant to offer both of them. Cool. Yeah, well, uh,
1: thoughts on
2: the
0: next bit.
1: Thoughts on works posted as gift to yeah. slash writer as co-creator slash inspired by. I um, have a lot of
0: feels on those, but someone else should yeah, start. Oh my it's- goodness.
1: I mean, I always put inspired by linking back to the fic itself, you know, partially in hopes that, number one, it's a lazy way of notifying the author if they have blanket permission. Number two, it means that people might, you know, very often if I see a fic and I see, ooh, it has a pod fic, because, you know, they may may link back to you in turn. That's what you really want, right? So those... and also, so that if it is a person who wants to see the text, they know where to find it. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think linking back is a bare minimum for most podfickers. I like the Inspired yeah. by because yeah. of the features that it adds on Ao3. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I. It's my
1: default go to.
0: The other ones I have like. Other issues I, don't, with?
1: I don't like uh, this is my issue with pod together which I mean I love pod together but I hate what it does to my stats yep. um, Yeah. because you know like it makes you both the author and it means that people who are reading the fic click on your thing and yeah. they may not touch the pod fic so it's inaccurate but if you put so that's one thing but in a secondary thing if you're the pod ficker and you link the author as a co-creator I feel like Number one, did you ask them if you could do that? Because if you didn't, then it's really, to my mind, um, invasive. Because now you're now changing what shows up on their dashboard as works, and that should be under their own control.
0: And Um, they do have the control to remove remove themselves. Remove
1: themselves. But I think
0: there
2: have been
1: times where that's very awkward, awkward socially. Like, oh, do I want to hurt this person because feelings? Yeah, and
0: I've definitely seen that
1: if they're not as as in as into um especially as they're not if they're not as into a podpick and so they don't know what the norm mm. norm is but also mm. I just don't I just don't like it from like a neatness perspective like I like I wish posts looked the same even I prefer people to put podpick in parentheses or something in the title
0: yeah yes
1: the just other so thing, you know.
0: the other issues that I have with it well one on AO3, it always lists alphabetical order. So as purely someone looking at it, you can't... I, I want to know who's done which part, and that's not always obvious. Yeah. Um, and two, just, like, as a control freak, giving someone out... Like, if you give someone a co-author Co-creator. status, they Ooh, can, they can edit her. it. Yeah. They can delete it. Mm. I just... I don't like giving it like I want to at least have a conversation with someone before they go and delete my stuff yeah. and so that makes me a little uncomfortable and I just and like even even the stuff like giving it as a gift to an author if that's what you want to do I'm I not going to say anything against it like that's your choice do whatever but when I think of PUDFIC and how I Pudfic personally.
1: It's not for the author. It's
0: not for the mm-hmm. author. It is for the people that will enjoy listening to it. If the if that the includes author... the author, that's great. Yeah. But I don't want, like, if I give it as a gift to someone that possibly is making them feel obligated to listen to it, and there's a lot of authors that have expressed the opinion that they find it awkward to listen to their own words read to them.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it just, again, totally they're not legit. my
0: target audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, it's real, if it's the author is your friend and you did it for them, that's totally different. Yeah, not exactly. About that.
0: I've done that a couple of times. Oh like, yeah,
2: for sure, accept, for sure. Me
1: too. Yeah, totally different. I'm not talking about that.
2: But I'm not doing that every time I post. I, I think that's strange. There was another tweet from UA. Pros of including readers' notes and/or bloopers inside or aside the podfic. Tags to use, cover art, AO3 skins, how audiophic archive works. <laughs> I feel like she's asked for like sixty different
0: episodes <laughs> within this question. I, I am really <laughs> impressed, you at how many questions you can fit in a tweet. That is a skill.
1: So pros of including readers' notes and or bloopers inside or aside the pod pic. So, I love
2: bloopers. I think inside because I'm probably not going to download an additional thing. And bloopers can sometimes be funny. I'd put them at the
1: end. If... I yeah, so. I like bloopers. I, I enjoy stuff at the end. And also, I think if you don't want to listen to it, you can skip it. You can just stop listening. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. I I- when it comes to MP3s, I will have bloopers as, as its own MP3. But I'm more likely to tack it on to the end of an M4B.
1: I I also like readers' notes, but I like them at the end, too, I think. Exactly. Because it gives you the option. You don't have to sit
2: through them if you don't want to.
1: Yeah, and also because sometimes they're spoilery. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, readers' notes, that like sometimes I will add them at the beginning, just of, like, this is information that the author didn't provide. Like, if I feel the need to add content warnings, that the the author didn't.
1: Um, Tags to use, we've already covered. Mm -hmm. Cover art. Um... If you can well, get
0: cover art, please do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great if you and can if get you can it. And you work out how to post it on your post. Yeah, please. which Jodie doesn't do. I mean, the Archive works, you know, it runs on volunteers and it runs on people who spend a lot of time, you know, combing tags and posts and things like that and uploading it. So it is a lot of man hours.
2: Cool. So just in general, do either of you have anything
0: to add about tips, posting tips? I think that really just, I mean, it makes me feel like my posting is not overly complex compared to some Mm -hmm. of the questions I've seen asked. And a lot of what I do just seems like so default that I don't even question it anymore.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think probably the less complicated it is, the more likely you're actually going to do it, which is why, like, Dodie posts a million times and I never do, you know. So, (laughs) like, I think these things are... Yeah. You know, if you just get into the habit of it and you don't stress about it, that's actually a better.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, let us know if you have any questions, stuff we haven't covered. Um, talk, Just send us a talk back. Are we going oh, nice. to do And now. other than that, we are ready for wrecks, Yeah.
0: Should I go first? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So the first one that I have to wreck is Gatterine. And it's by Birdie seventy uh, two seventy two, and it was written by Unpossible, and it is a Merlin podfic because I have been listening to a lot of Merlin stuff lately, and this is the work in progress one that I mentioned earlier. So it still has like I think like five chapters to go, but it's already like over eight hours I think so you have a good amount of listening to do if you start in on it. (laughs) And I didn't super care that it was a work in progress because I had read the fic before. So I know how it ends. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, it really does. Like that's one advantage that you have with pod fic work in progresses versus fic work in progresses.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But what's really caught me about it is like Birdie is a very emotive reader, um, which is cool, but she's, or but they've done a lot with sound effects that I find neat. Like there's not a ton of them, but like a case, like at one point they're having a battle against the the griffin. And so there's like the noises that the bird is, like that the beast is making. <laughs> and one thing that they do that is really neat. Um I think they play with the left and right sound of it cuz you know like it happens a lot yeah. in fic where someone's talking and then someone interrupts them and talks over them. And yeah. that can be hard to convey in pod fic because you either have to, like, mm-hmm. pause mid-sentence and then start the interrupters line to, make, sh- to yeah. make it clear that it's not the same person speaking or it runs together and you're not always sure if it's the same person speaking. Um, and what they did is they'll have, like, kind of, like, a swish sound effect. Not a sw- It's not a sound effect, but um, like the person that's in- interrupting sounds like they're kind of coming in from from the right, and mm-hmm. so you can hear that motion. And I could notice it, like I listened to a bunch of it with my earphones and then some of it over the speakers of my computer. And it was noticeable even over the speakers. So I thought that was pretty impressive and a really cool way of approaching that problem because I know I've hit that all the time where it's like, ugh. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't sound like interrupting or it doesn't you can't tell what's happening if it does sound interrupty. That's one of the great things about doing a multi-voice podcast that I like. You can actually mm-hmm. have that happening. But um I thought the way they handled that was really cool. And it's a fun story. It's it's um it's a canon era AU where Merlin is like Agravain kind of took over as uh reagent or regent, sorry, not a reagent, took over as regent because Arthur has this issue where he sometimes goes mad. He's the mad prince of Camelot and he oh. just like starts like blubbering and like running into walls type stuff. What? <laughs> and so he's not a fit king and so Agravain is playing regent well because uther's died and he's like not a great ruler and they've reintroduced slavery as a thing so merlin gets captured and arthur takes him on as his slave and they're trying like it's their fight to like get the kingdom back and figure out why because of course there's like magic involved of why arthur's going mad at specific times and things like that so it's a really cool story and a very emotive read with cool sound effects so i recommend that one and then the other one is also a merlin one and it's called counterpoint by fire juggler written by plain jane and this is like more of a modern day au but it's like a dystopian au that still has magic um And there's arranged marriage. And that doesn't properly describe it, but it's kind of hard to describe. It's one where, like, Uther has this really intense, like, he's doing, like, genetic, like, control over his people and and try Like, he's basically doing eugenics. And Mm -hmm. um, Merlin has, like, the right genes to match up with Arthur and same sex can still produce babies in this world through surrogates. So they end up getting arranged marriage and they're trying to like take out Uther's regime so that magic can come back and be okay. So it's a cool read and it's a longer one and fire juggler is always an amazing reader. So check that one out. Goodness. I actually had long recs this time. I don't normally do that.
1: So As mentioned previously in this podcast, I found this week's Rex because I was looking for something with Scorpius Malfoy in it because I've just seen Cursed Child and I'm a little obsessed. No spoilers, but basically I'm waiting until the book is, you know, the the script is out and people write real thick. And in the meantime, I'm just reading lots of next gen that has nothing to do with the play itself, but at (laughs) least least is next gen-y. Which is not new. I mean, I've also, I've always read Next Gen, but there's not very much podfic out there, sadly. So I searched all the kind of main kids, and there really is very little podfic. Um, so anyway, so the first one I'm recommending is called Stutter by Vaish, and it's written by Secret Selects, and this is quite an old fic and podfic as well. The podfic well, the podfic's from 2015, but the fic is, is older than that, and it was on um, it's actually just on Live Journal. Um and basically it's a Albus Severus Scorpius Malfoy um pairing and it's written from Draco's point of view. Um and the podvic is, is really it's really beautiful. Like it's um the story is um it's about Scorpius has a stutter and it's, he has such powerful magic that his, his body can't actually kind of cope with it. And it comes out in the form of a stutter and he's causing a lot of accidental magic. And it's not just when he's little, it's kind of an ongoing issue. And then, um, Albus comes home with him and Draco's kind of observing this visit and, um, and kind of seeing like, he he has a bit of hope in the Albus's, um, effect on Scorpius is, is that it, it's going to help him control this. Um, and it's very, it's kind of sad and quiet and contemplative as a fic. And the pod fic is, is beautifully read in that she really nails that, um, that kind of feeling and that, that um, emotion coming from Draco. Um, and she also does the stuttering really well, which is difficult and particularly difficult because it has a, an ending sex scene between the two Where between Scorpius and Albus, where Scorpius is stuttering and then kind of controls it by the end, and she does that really well, which is impressive to me. Um, But yeah, mainly it's just it's just really beautiful. Like it's I I like um, I like how quiet and thoughtful it is. So um, the second one is the Thread Measurer's Apprentice, and it's read by Fire Juggler, written by Sansa. This is also kind of an old one and this is a Draco Harry one, kind of, but it, it concerns it starts out because Scorpius' life is in danger and Draco gets like this message that's kind of that's warning him about it and he has to decide whether he's gonna follow it or not and it turns out to be true and then it turns out that it was sent by Harry and Harry's kind of he's been having like Sears dreams and he's just kind of quietly going mad and his family's kind of given up on him a little bit. Um, And it's the relationship, you know, between them as they kind of figure that out. Um, This is also, this is a very emotional, like, it, the podfic made me cry. Um, (gasps) She's got, like, all this kind of operatic music. um, And it's just, it's very, like, it's got some build and, and you just feel horrible for Harry. And then Draco is, like, coming in and kind of trying to, like, you know, bring him back to the world kind of thing so it's 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 really good the podfix really good um and it just it just had like a really big effect on me i don't know um it's i i think it's a very i think it's one of what, let's see when is this post is post in 2011 so it, it's one of probably fire jugglers like early um early podfix but it's so yeah it's just it's like it I mean, I don't do things without happy endings so that, you know, it does work out, but it's but it's so, like, it's a bit of an angsty ride. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. Recommended. Uh, also, Draco's. Like, both of these are Draco's point of view, which isn't, like, only what I would listen to, but um, they both do it really well, so.
2: Okay. Well, alas, I haven't wrecked Hired Up all this month. So. <laughs> I know, it's funny. She almost got, like, a... Patrick, but no, sorry. <laughs> um, I listened to a couple of, of new people to me, so that was cool. Um, the first one is Lies Your Captain Told You, read by Winged Words and written by Waldorf. It's a Star Trek one, and the pairing was Kirk's blog. I really have to learn to read the notes before I download the The notes for this one were, sorry for the obnoxious worrying from my computer, which like I'm inserting here, there was no obnoxious worrying, nor that. But this fic is the kind of amazing gut-wrenching pain that waits for no audio equipment. I needed to inflict it on everyone else as soon as possible. Thank you, Waldorf, for giving Blake permission for this to be recorded and also for stomping on my heart. So perhaps if I had have had that information going in, I wouldn't have downloaded. (laughs)
0: Um, Unlike you, Jen, I prefer happy endings. This sounds like Um, the kind of notes I would leave on a pod fake, if I'm being honest. (laughs) (laughs) That is what
2: I'm into. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's only seven minutes, so go listen if you want your heart stomped on. I think I will. gosh, I will skip that. And I should have known because it's – falled off, and if she's not writing like disgusting sex, then she's writing heartbreak. (laughs) Um, And the style of the reader was just so kind of understated that I didn't, I wasn't prepared for an unhappy ending. Um, She didn't overplay the the kind of angst. Basically, the summary explains what happens: the the building collapsed. So we've got seven minutes of um, Kirk and Spock trapped under a building. Mm-hmm. As if all times Spock thinks that everything's going to be fine and Kirk knows that maybe one of them is going to be fine, but he's not going to be fine. It was just really gently sad, the whole thing. Um, yeah. If you like sad, being sad for seven minutes in a safe environment, then go and listen to this pod pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of a backhanded wreck. But, yeah, if I'm wrecking it, even though it hurt me, you know that it's good.
0: Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm just thinking of that wreck that Jess and I did, and Jed's just like, "You're not telling this, guys. You're really not." <laughs> For <From> that adventure.
2: <Avengers laughs> to episode. each their
1: own. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it is an odd way to wreck something. <laughs> hmm. um, the second one is a bit more upbeat. <laughs> um, it's a reliable source, read by caveat Lecter, written by. Mackenzie Buttersnaps. It's Hannibal. Will Hannibal. Caveat Lecter, I hadn't listened to before, and now I'm just kind of downloading everything, all their Hannibal stuff, because I love their voice. They have this kind of fancy, I think it's British, I'm bad with accents, but, um, yeah, just it's fancy, which suits the whole Hannibal fandom, I feel. Um. This one is, while it's a Hannibal Will fic, it's actually from uh, an outside point of view type thing. It's it's an interview with Mrs. Kamita, which if you're in Hannibal fandom, she's got a big kind of canon, uh, sorry, fanon personality. I think she was only in it once in the actual show. Mm-hmm. But she's just, she's an older woman that kind of, goes to Hannibal's dinner parties and socialises with him at the opera. And I have this kind of headcanon that Mrs. Comita knows exactly who Hannibal is. And like whenever she's pissed off with someone, she's like, oh, Hannibal, did you see how rude that name was to me spilling his drink all over me? (laughs) But that's just me. Um, That's not actually related to reality in any way, shape or form. Back to the pod fic, um, it's an interview with Mrs Kameda for kind of, you know, a media piece. So it's, it's first person, um, which I think liked Lecter read really well because um, I can be turned off by a first person pretty easily. Um, and it's just Mrs Kameda giving her point of view on the murder husbands. This is post to their, you know, into the night or possibly dying over a cliff depending on what you believe or what the uh-huh. believes. So that was this month's episode on topic tips. Hopefully you got something out of it. If not, let us know why and what we could have done better. Uh, next month's topic is going to be another one of our fandom showcases and it's going to be Merlin this time.
3: Bye. Bye. Thank you